I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Hi, I'm Francis. He's Julio. It's Oops the Podcast. We're here. Come on. Join us. Get in there. Get oh, it. Yeah. Roll up the sleeves. It's time, baby. Oh, yeah. How are you, G? Good, man. This is good. This is like a fucking pregame, pregame pep talk. By the way, I'm so glad you brought that up. <laughs> the Bible. Yes. Why do certain coaches use the Bible to motivate their players? Let me let me qualify this by saying I was doing a Peloton on Sunday and it was Allie Love, who I, I really like her stuff. And she go it was called the Sun the Sundays with Love or Love Love Your Sundays or something. Was it like a like a re- restorative Peloton? I never it was a it was a a religious Peloton. Actually? She was quoting Bible verses the whole time. Jesus. And it, it, the first is a half hour ride. The first 18 minutes, I'm fucking ripping. And then all of a sudden she starts talking about forgiveness and, and Corinthians and stuff. Oh my God. Yeah. I couldn't keep it up. Yeah. I, I slowed down. I, I couldn't keep going. You said thinking it, about your sins since <laughs> I've always thought that you hear this coach in the South of a Texas football team. Tell his players, these guys, we got to rip their heads off. Nobody comes into our house and yeah. pushes us around. Ready? Bow your head. All right. Everybody take a knee. Our father who are in heaven, how would be the other name? It's like, whoa, that's that's the wrong order. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and he shall strike you down. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've never understood how the Bible and, and that stuff, I get it from a standpoint of like respect your fellow man. Or there's some good principles. In yes, there. absolutely. And and quite frankly, they span across all the major scriptures. Yes. You know, there's yes. A lot in- but but preparing a group of people to run through the helmets of another group of big people right. or to get me the last 12 minutes through my miserable right. Peloton. The Bible is not what I turn to. Right. 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 Are you motivated when you hear <laughs> Christian doctrine? Definitely not, dude. I mean, <laughs> sometimes there's good there's good lessons in the Bible. Don't get me wrong. Like, of course, there's good lessons in the Bible. And if you're religious, good for you. I don't think that that's bad or wrong. Like, I think it's great. You know, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not trying to shit on religion. But, dude, yeah, there's no way that that is going to motivate me more. Especially like, if I'm on the football field, which I didn't play football. But, like, I'm about to just, like, perpetrate violence. Yes. And that is now, now we're, we're calling on God. Right. You know I mean, there's, you know, there's a time and a place for God. I don't know if the Peloton bike is one of them. No, no. And again, you make a good point, right? There are certain pieces of the Bible. There's that great scene from Pulp Fiction where Samuel L. Jackson always refers to that Bible verse as a way of pumping himself up to kill people. Oh, like at the last, yeah. And clearly there are words in the Bible that that could make you, make your, your blood run hot. What is it? Leviticus? What's the, the verse? And Chris, can you look that up? The Bible verse from Pulp Fiction? Mm-hmm. That's a good, yeah. It's yeah. a great movie. But but the ones that I've been hearing, the one from Allie Love was all about Corinthians, like some kind of you know, love yourself and love your man. And Ezekiel twenty five uh, yes. seventeen. Ezekiel, Ezekiel twenty five seventeen. Mm-hmm. What is it again? Can you read the, the? 
The path of the righteous, righteous man, man is yeah. beset on all sides by the in- inequities of the selfish and tyranny of evil men. Blessed is he who, in the name of charity and goodwill, shepherds the weak through the valley of the darkness. Okay. For he is truly his brother's keeper this and the about- finder of lost children. Oh, wow. And this is about furious anger. That's like yeah, weird. yeah. Whatever. Thank you, Chris. That Thank was you, Chris. I, I'm sorry. I can't take yeah, everyone. Much. All of our oh. listeners right now, bow your heads. <laughs> We're having a prayer. Our Father. <laughs> uh, Hallowed be His name. So Thy kingdom come. Um, we all know it. Yes. <laughs> yes. That was. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up. How are you? What's happening, dude? I'm good, man. So I was thinking about this the other day, uh, and this was making me laugh. So I heard you and I, I don't, uh, this will, it'll be out by the time this comes out. So on your alternate side parking, there's some joke that you made about, uh, what was I talking about? Oh, about the COVID vaccine, mm. how you're not going to be able to get it for a while. Yeah. So I think that that's pretty, <laughs> I think that's pretty great. And because, you know, now a couple of people in the UK have started getting it, which by the way, the funniest thing is that the first man to get it was named William Shakespeare. Dude. Uh, <laughs> what? Yeah. What? Yeah. A- absolutely and, and 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 let's let's be honest for a second <laughs> the fact that we have chosen let's say god chose britain as our guinea pigs and that the british chose 81 year old men and women we are going to have no clue if there are side effects to this thing uh. I mean, what's going to happen? My teeth started rotting out and my skin drooped. Oh, we couldn't tell. You know, like, how are we going to know? That these, That's hilarious. Like, let, let, the, the stakes are the lowest on testing on those people. You right. can say all you want that, you know, they're 80 years old, so they're at risk. We're starting there. It's like, no, you're, you're doing that because you don't start on children, right? Well, you start on the at-risk populations. What if, if you're, if this... Okay, so somebody made this point. They said that uh, these vaccines, right? It's as if you put all the smartest people in the science class together and and had them do a group project together, but they only had one night to do it. Right. So they're still going to come up with something really, really good. But if they had a year to do that project, it would probably be a better project. Right. I see the point that you're making. But to counter, they're also saying that there's no reason to believe that this will be unlike any other vaccine. Uh, yes. Very low likelihood of long-term side effects or any side effects that are unusual. But when you consider that already a lot of people are dubious about vaccines in general. But that's because of just like dissemination of false information. Mm, I don't know. I guess the anti-vaccine movement does have some steam, but like it's yeah. supposedly bullshit, right? Like, vac- like this, I don't know about vaccines in general. I think this the, vaccine the, the general, fine. yeah, the, the overwhelming evidence is that vaccines are always safe. You you yeah. should do that. Here at Oops the Podcast, we recommend yeah, we that you take the fucking vaccine. Pro-vax. Don't be an idiot. But you have you have prominent people in the world, Novak Djokovic, I know he doesn't one do of it. them, who who are outspoken in their in their uh, standing against vaccines. So, and by the way, those are vaccines for measles. Right, but, but, so, but doesn't it apply to children? Like his stance, I think most of those people's stances are like because for children sometimes there can be weird side effects if you vaccinate them. I've heard that, sure. But is I, that what his stance is? I can't speak I don't know to either. Novak Djokovic okay. specifically, but what I would say is that a lot of those people who are anti-vax are anti-vax because their parents were anti-vax. 
which means okay. that those kids didn't get vaccines. Mm -hmm. How many vaccinated people do you know who are like, it didn't work out for me and now I'm against it? I not grew, many, with, I grew many, yeah. 14 yeah. toes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I grew another dick. It's like, not that not way. Everyone is either healthy and vaccinated and is like, yeah, obviously I'm pro-vaccines, or they never had it and they were like, I have my doubts. Right, right, right. Totally. Well, dude, so since we're talking about this, uh, I've compiled a list of things, and I'm curious if you would do them. Yeah, great. In order to be vaccinated. Okay. Oh, this is <laughs> All right, so here, here we go. Wait, these are things I would have to do in order to get the vaccine? Yes. Okay. And they're pretty good because they're they're not like, like you will eventually get the vaccine, right? Yeah. So these aren't that crazy, but they're like kind of crazy. So here the, we go. The joke Julio was making at the beginning of this was that I said there that I'm going to be at the absolute back of the line for the vaccine because I'm in the best shape of my life. Yes. yes. I'm neither fat, at risk, elderly. None. Of, I'm not a. I'm not an essential worker. I have. I'm not a teacher. I am at the. You're not getting. It. I'm. At, I'm the last person <laughs> never that's going to get this thing. In fact, I filled out a New York Times quiz, which was like, where would you be in the line oh, of 100 people? You're... 97. <laughs> you were pissed that you weren't 100. I sure you? was. <laughs> Who's fucking behind me? Who's standing behind me, being like, boy, we're really. Yeah. It's too bad we did so many crunches. You know. <laughs> Who are those fucking people? <laughs> That's great, dude. All right, here we go. So, number one, would you call your mom and say, fuck you, mom, and then not say anything for five seconds? To get the vaccine? Yes, and then afterwards you could tell you were joking. All right, so we need to, we need to clarify another one of these ridiculous <laughs> Julio thought experiments. Am I jumping the line if I do this? You get one immediately. You're getting one today. You get one literally today. If you call your mom and say, Fuck you, mom. And then you have to just sit there for in silence. Dude, having a vaccine today would be awesome. It would be awesome. It would be so it would be awesome. sick. I'll tell you what. I, run out with my I couldn't out. do that one. I couldn't call my mom and say, fuck you, mom. I couldn't hear her real reaction to that for five seconds. I wouldn't be able to do it. I don't know. I don't know. And I'm, I don't mean to say that to make you sound worse because some of these I would do. I don't like that. I don't like that one either. That one makes me very uncomfortable. That's a tough one. So let's hear some of the others, okay. and I can, I can probably rank them. Would you punch your friend's dog in the face? <laughs> Wait, hear, hear me out. 50% chance it will need to go to the vet, but 100% chance of survival. <laughs> oh. And no one would know you did it. Dude, you're talking about, <laughs> I'm definitely on the hook for those vet bills. Uh, the, they don't know. The friend, they don't find out? No, they just see their dog kind of like with half of his face swollen. They're like, what happened to fucking Sparky? Oh God! So I'm just no matter either way, I'm committing abuse to a an animal. But some of my friends have dogs I don't like, and no one will know you did it. I'm taking that one over the mom one. Unfortunately, I mean, I I would do I'd likely That's do neither. Tough but. call. That's a tough call. But yeah, I, I think I think what would happen would be there's a specific friend of mine who has a dog that I don't like, and if I'm around it long enough, it's gonna do something to me that even without me provoking it. This would is clever. potentially warrant me punching it. In this the face. is clever, and you could find. And then I would, I would feel fine about it, and then I would get my vaccine. That's very, very clever. That's mm -hmm. you answered that question really well. <laughs> All right, I had two more. So this is the third one. Harvard invites you to speak, but in the middle, of, so you're speaking to the student body. It's not just like a niche club thing. It's the whole student. Sixty four hundred undergrads. All of them. Yeah, wow. actually, the whole say even the graduates, everybody who's who's on campus that day. Yeah. Has to come hear your speech. Jesus. Harvard alum Francis. It's a lot of and people. In the, all right, so in the middle of your speech, and let's say it could be a long speech. It might be a 20-minute speech. 
But in the middle of the speech, without context, you have to sing in its entirety, the boy is mine, with no context and no explanation. <laughs> mm. I could do that because the speech would always be comedic. And there's a strange way where, boy, that's a long song, though. <laughs> it's like three and a half minutes easily. I don't know the lyrics at all. I'd have to figure that out. You'd learn them. I I could actually picture a scenario where they actually started cheering for you and thought that, like, somehow you did something incredible. But that's just one of those weird alt-comedy Andy Kaufman moments. Yes, and it could come off as disrespectful. Yeah. Um, All right, I'm going to punch the dog. (laughs) Uh, Frankly, then I might do the mom thing because you can remedy it so fast. Five seconds later, you call her and say, Mom, I had to do that as a gig to get the vaccine. You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> the Harvard thing is super weird. <laughs> so but it's weird, for sure. And it probably goes viral for the wrong reasons and prevents my children from ever gaining admission there. That's probably true. Though I think I've already burned that bridge, if I'm honest. Really? Yeah. Oh, very good. That's, That's why I don't give them any money. Hmm. Do you pay? Do you donate to your college, dude? Fuck no. I'm still I'm still paying the college back. No offense to my uh, school, bro, but like if I had money to give, I'd give it to charitable causes. Yeah, I wouldn't give it to some school that fucking charges or it already charges seventy grand a year or whatever. A lot of my friends give give to the the school because they think that uh, even if it's a small amount, it allows them to be on the right side of the list, such that their children will be not they're not going to be looked at in an, in an unfavorable light by some cold non-donor alumnus <laughs> but i'm already aware oh that i've fucked my children over in terms of harvard <laughs> specifically so i don't need to give money well see man if you can get like famous enough then they maybe will be willing to overlook i don't know man your past deeds that fame would have to come hand in hand with huge amounts of donations to the school (laughs) to over to outspeak my unspeakable things (laughs) okay last one okay there's another good yeah the last one would you make out with me passionately for 30 seconds on a camera and then after we were done making out we would have to do the thing where we're done and then we were like nose to nose going Oh man, it's so weird for us. But we make out right now for thirty seconds, and then we're both vaccinated. I still don't think I can do it. I don't know, dude. Listen, I could make out with you if both of us were cast in Brokeback Mountain two. Oh man, and it was an art house flick, you know, directed by. I don't know, name some really well-respected director. Yeah, And we were getting paid a good amount, and there was a chance we'd get Oscar nods for it. That's a scenario where, as a gay cowboy, I could accept creating a a sex scene on camera with a a man. With me, specifically. Yeah. I think, dude, me, like, I don't mind doing a sex scene with a man in a movie, like you said, but if it's, like, one of my boys, like, if it's you, like, that's, like, really difficult that sucks dude it's just tough we have to rehearse and shit dude yeah man and then like if when we're like we're like making out and like you're just so in character that like i just feel like what it would be like to be dating you it's just like you see a very different (laughs) side of me i'm like uncomfortable talking about this dude (laughs) it's it's so funny you you say that though because 
I've been in rooms where I was with a guy friend and and maybe his girlfriend or a couple of other girls. And the girls brought it up where they were like, you know, what would it take for the two of you to make out right now? And guys cannot handle that question. Wow, what the fuck? They, get they don't. They don't flip out like you know, oh, fucking dude, uh. normal guys these days. They don't flip out, right, right. but they start to picture it, and it makes them very, very uncomfortable. Yeah. Now you and I are, have acting experience, which sort of softens the blow. It gives us a different way in. Mm-hmm. And that's true. As I've said, we can contractually we could get over it. Like we could do it, but you ask your normal buddy if you're a woman listening to this the next time you're with a group of guys bring this up especially if it's two really close guy friends oh yeah because guys are are totally fine to go right up to that edge of homoeroticism and (laughs) sort of dance within the lines you know wrestling or whatever it is until somebody actually says you know would you Right. consummate that with a kiss that's a really good point like guys think it's funny to like put their balls on their sleeping friend's face but then if you're like would you kiss them they're like somebody, no dude somebody <laughs> did that to me once on the beach what he fell asleep like in a your beach friend? chair he was it wasn't even it was kind of a friend i woke up there's a group of like seven or eight people laughing and the rocket is he's landing. standing over me and he was resting his balls on my forehead <laughs> and i was like whoa huh that's great. And I, I, and then I was like, ha ha, funny. You just <coughs> uh, sexually abused me, you know, while I was asleep. What? It's fucking crazy. Who does that shit? Dude, that's crazy, man. That's crazy. <laughs> Dude, the beach is a funny place for just like certain parts of life that never happen. Like, here's a good example. I'm on, the, I went to the beach to meet up with a friend, right? Uh-huh. And he's with this other guy that we're friends with. And that guy was with his son. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so the guy whose son it is is on the beach, and I'm on the beach with him. And my friend and the guy's son are in the ocean together. Okay. My friend then comes out of the water, and he goes, Julio, could you, like, chill with him in the water for a second? Like, I'm done. Like, do you mind hanging with him for a little? I was like, yeah, no problem. I've never met this kid before. So huh. now I'm just in the ocean about to supervise this kid I don't know. Right. Who's never met me. So now we're just standing next to each other in the ocean, kind of, like, looking at each other. <laughs> Dude, he he initiates small talk with me. <laughs> he goes, uh, he kind of put two and two together. This kid must have been six. He goes, so, how do you know my dad? <laughs> 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 and I'm like, oh, yeah. And so we start talking, and then which is insane. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, he's a good guy. And he's like, yeah, he's a nice older man. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. Then he goes, how old are you, like 16? And then I just feel bad that I'm like not 16. I'm like, yeah, sure, kid. He thought he said, are you 16? <laughs> yeah. That's so great. So, dude, then he just won't get out of the ocean. Like, do you remember when you were a kid and you just. I, I, I was I was never out of the ocean. I was in the ocean for five hours. I had no interest in the beach. I wanted to be yeah, in the water. I was in the ocean. And now I can't. I go in the ocean for five seconds and then I get. Oh, out. I'm still the guy who's in the ocean really? all day. Yeah, I could say that. Chris, you yeah. too? Well, you fucking. It's the only way for me to stay here. cool. I don't I, tan. I, like I don't want to right, be in right. the sun. That's true. And so I'm either under an umbrella, which what, that sucks. Yeah, yeah. I get burned too pretty the, easily. Being under the umbrella is the equivalent of being inside at the beach. Right. <laughs> it's the you equivalent created, of outdoor dining. You created shelter at the beach. Right, right. You're the one guy who needs to bring the indoors with you. Right, exactly. So, dude, then I, I start, I start, <laughs> I start trying to convince him that we're tired. 
so that we'll leave. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, we're tired. We're tired. He's like, speak for yourself. He goes, what are you scared? And then I'm like, no. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like defending myself to this child. No. Dude, know. that kid's going to go places in life. I know. That kid's if he awesome. has that grasp of <laughs> small talk and social norms at that age, and he also can talk a little shit. I know. It was impressive. Dude. He's going to be killing it with the ladies. He was edgy. He was edgy for sure. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium. And you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, Anchor.fm, download it now. Hey, speaking of ladies, mm. I had a great moment last night with a stranger. Love, let's hear it. And this happens so rarely now. Here's what happened I went to the FedEx store to print something. Mm-hmm. It was 8.55. The store was supposed to close at 9. Excuse me, 7.55. It was supposed to close at 8. And I had checked this on Google. I arrived at the door to the FedEx store. Right at 7.55, thinking I had five minutes to spare, and it was already closed. Lights mm. off, locked. That's so annoying. Yeah, it pissed me off. It's like, why aren't you guys doing your job? Then, as I arrived at the door, this young woman also arrived at the door. And we both simultaneously went, like, oh, damn, shoot. Oh, shucks. You yeah, know, that yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> Disappointment. She was wearing a really trendy pea coat. You know, nice scarf, chilly out. I'm in dumpy sweatpants and a sweatshirt, whatever. But we were both joined in our disappointment, Mm -hmm. right? And I said something stupid out loud, sort of to her, but didn't need to be, which was like, you know, I thought they closed at eight. (laughs) (laughs) She goes, yeah, me too. And I was like, ah, all right. And then I started walking across the street. There was a 16 handles across the street. 16 handles frozen yogurt. Mm -hmm. And I go, all right, well, I guess I'll just go get some frozen yogurt then. (laughs) And she laughed. And then I go, have a good night. And she goes, you too. And we went our separate ways. And that was it. So nice. And that was it. And I was so proud of myself (laughs) for not saying anything crazy or stupid or just like, that would hurt like that she would walk away from being like i fucking hate men do you, <laughs> do you know what i mean what I, i'm trying to picture what you could have even said that dude so many things like what like what the the any of the normal things that i might say as a comedian trying because i was trying to be funny mm-hmm. right and i went with the frozen yogurt line which is about as pg as you could get but also very i funny. guess i'll just go get some frozen yogurt then <laughs> did you ya. actually go get frozen i yogurt? sure did and then I felt like I was on a roll. So I walked into the frozen yogurt place. There's a woman behind the <laughs> counter. <laughs> I start, I pick up one of the big cups and uh, she goes, oh, you got to put the gloves on. And they have one of those boxes of oh, gloves. Yeah, yeah. Now, have you seen these gloves? I have actually, I know the 16 handles you're talking about. I went to it recently. And yes, I do. So they're insane. There are no left-handed, right-handed yeah, gloves. And they're the thinnest thing in the world. They're horrible. Yeah. They're these bullshit plastic gloves. 
And I put one on and I said, <laughs> and I turned to her and I said, I don't think I could make a balloon turkey out of this glove. <laughs> she, she didn't laugh. I was, I, uh, it was like when you're on fire in NBA. You had team, lost your, and you're your, like, oh, I thought I had the range. Right. Uh, was a, that was my heat check, you know? Dude, uh, that is great. I don't even know. I, I was, mean, no, but I knew, I knew it was going to be a joke like that. That's thought, what it was. I thought you were going to say, like, you pick it up, you're like, you call this a small? <laughs> <laughs> Those cups are so big. <laughs> They're huge, yeah. dude. That's really funny, man. Well, it's funny because if you were single, yeah. That could have turned into sex easily. Which one? The FedEx situation. Yeah, definitely not the glove one. <laughs> not, <laughs> <laughs> not the glove. You're like, I can't use this as a condom. So, I know you didn't like that turkey joke, but you're interested in kicking boots sometime. <laughs> have you ever picked up a, ran- a girl in public like that during the day from a random like bump into each other? Never that I don't I don't think that ever resulted in in some it didn't move that quickly. Right. You know, you'd get a date, you get a phone number and then a date and then a right. couple dates and then whatever. Gotcha, gotcha. Um the only times where you get that same day delivery is when you're like <laughs> drinking at some outdoor right. bar or like so, you're on vacation in Europe somewhere, whatever. Or on a cruise. That, and, getting laid on a cruise is the thing who the kid who was still a virgin would say as a lie. Like, Did you ever have yeah. sex, dude? He's like on a cruise with my family. It's like, no, you didn't, dude. <laughs> no, you didn't. It's the biggest lie ever. Yeah. No, I feel you, though. You're, like, it's a hard thing to, it's a unique thing to execute. I've, it's happened to me before. Yeah. But not in a different capacity, and it wasn't immediately after the encounter. But I met a girl on the subway because she, I was on the subway train. Mm. And she goes, do you know how to get here? It was like the middle of the day on the R train. It was like not busy. And I was like, yeah, um, I do. Um, blah, blah, blah. Just like, you know. And then we're kind of just sitting across from each other. And then I'm like, all right, I guess I'm going to do this. I was like, you know, I don't know how long you're in town for. She had her like suitcase. I was like, but I have like a comedy show tonight if you want to take my number. Um, you, got, you and your friends or whatever. She was like, great. Ballsy. So she, yeah. she gives me her phone. And I go to type my number in and all of a sudden a text pops up that's like pics or it didn't happen. So I know that she was like, I just met a guy. Whoa. And so we had a little fun thing, whatever. She's from Florida. She's back in Florida now. We're friends. But her and her friends called me Sub Bay because we met on this. That's pretty clever, right? That's a great moniker for you. Sub Bay. Yeah. I liked it. I was like, okay, I'll take that. Um, but dude, it's, it's a really hard thing. And it's, it's also like the type of guy who's like hitting on girls in public, I think is like usually a pretty cheesy person. Yes. But well, you want to get coffee sometime? Yes. Like, but, but it maybe maybe, but it is simultaneously the most charming thing without, without the a doubt. most charming thing without a doubt. to be in the, in broad daylight, sober out in out in the wild to somehow feel and I'm not, you don't start with it, but to get to a point where you think you can ask, dude, because here's the thing, right? So true. You, you ask a girl out who's in a relationship in the middle of the day after a nice, pleasant little exchange like that. They are almost grateful. They're like, they'll, they'll tell you, they'll shoot you down the nicest way possible. Totally. They'll be like, oh. You caught me three years too late. You know, late. I'm so sorry. Like, in another lifetime, we would have been married. Yeah. <laughs> But no, I'm with somebody. That's literally the nicest. That's what way they possible. would say. That's what they would say in that scenario. Because you've met cute. 
dude, because you say this, the same thing just, it happened to my girlfriend on the way back from walking the dog. Oh, really? And she was wearing a hat that I bought her in Sun Valley last winter. It's a really nice hat. It's like one of those Russian kind of looking furry hats. And uh, he complimented her hat. She's telling me the story, and right off the bat, I liked the guy. He's like, hey, that's a great hat. And I was like, great line. That's a good line. You know? And she was like, oh, thanks so much. And then he said something to the dog. And then he was like, hey, would you want to get to lunch sometime? And she was like, oh, you know, and she told me this whole story. And I wasn't, I wasn't threatened. I was, I was charmed by the man. Yeah. That's a good deal. That's a good, that's a good line. So it is... If you can pull it off, that is the story everyone has in their mind about how, how they hope they met their right. Prince Charming wife rides or up. husband someday. So, so, and and let me try like explain what I meant before. Like, agreed, it's absolutely the best. It's like such a good way to do it. Yeah, it's a really hard thing to do well. Very, very hard. So that's what I mean. Like, it's it'll be like the kind of guy, like the cheesy fucking like man bun guy who like. Yes thinks he's really charming and like just walks up to somebody and is like you have beautiful eyes like the, i love to get coffee sometimes. like that's right. cheesy as fuck fuck that guy it's a hard th- it's a hard thing to do well yes but that guy that's that's not i mean that that's that guy that's he's gonna do that at a bar he's gonna do that at a nightclub he's gonna right. do that wherever that's it, it's the just guy his speed bro that's the guy who before he goes out with his friends he's like everybody take a knee our father who are heaven let's get some let's get laid boys (laughs) oh my god dude but dude it really those kind of friends stress me out and i have them the friends who yes and i love them they're great guys but the type of guys who they want to go out and they want to pick up chicks and dude like picking up chicks is just like not the way to go about it like it can be but like if you have like a mission you're on a mission you're gonna get laid tonight like that's the most stressful person to hang out with mm-hmm. because there's these high stakes. And then if they don't meet a girl, they're all depressed. And you're like, dude, this is not what it's about. No, it's about having fun. Like you have fun and that's how you attract that energy. That's yeah. how you attract women in your direction. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree with that. Um, and I'm lucky to have friends who, for whom that, that was usually the case. Like we would go out and we would be excited to, to just, you know, dance with each. Not, I want. I don't want to say dance with, each, with other. each other. We would like pour beers on ourselves and 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 get really excited and just like be, we wouldn't even realize <laughs> there were you know necessarily other people around. Right. Then all of a sudden, everyone's like, "Oh, those guys are having a lot of fun." Like, I wonder what they're up to, and that's how you start conversations. hundred percent. Um. So absolutely, this is great, dude. I I I I'm so glad you you brought this up, but to that point of that guy you know the man bun guy yeah like i don't i don't think that that's i mean that's just who he is mm-hmm. but in order to have the balls to think you can ask someone out in a sober moment in broad daylight there's so so much smiling is required right that's what you need that's the recipe for a guy to feel like oh maybe i'm Maybe this person, you know what I mean? Maybe I, I guess. charm some, something. I guess, yeah. Smiling to me was always the sign of like, I know this is a total Hail Mary, but you're giving me a feeling like I'm not out of my mind if I ask you if you want to have lunch sometimes. Right, right, right. There's a way to approach it. with, And I think that this is what I'm going to say kind of tacks onto that. But if you if you can approach it with humility as well as charm, you're really putting yourself in a good position because... 
if you get shot down, it's like, okay. Yeah. Like there's a way to come about it where you're like, Hey, like this is, you know, but confidently and like get somebody's number randomly in public. And hopefully those days will return where that's like a normal thing to do. Mm -hmm. Um, but fucking go for it. Yeah. You know, did I ever tell you honest and go for it? Did I ever tell you about the time I was coming home from Nashville and I was on the flight, uh, with two of my friends we had been drinking very, very heavily. So we were all pretty hungover. My, my friends were more banged up than I was. As we were waiting to get on the flight, I saw this young lady who I thought was very fetching. And uh, she was traveling alone, going back to New York City. And I was about, I don't know, four or five rows behind her, sitting with my friend. And right before we got on the plane, I managed to say something to her. To sort of break the ice. And I don't know what it was. Maybe I think she was wearing slippers. And I was like, great travel footwear. And she was like, <laughs> and I was like, bingo. You know, that's that's all I needed. The egg has a slight crack. There's a the, the crack has started, right? Yeah. So then being the showman that I am. I had the idea on the flight, and for, I had, had so much fun on this weekend that I was still riding that wave a little bit. I had the idea that I could potentially ask the flight attendant if I could borrow the plane intercom to ask this girl out. Whoa, dude. That's like that riffing confidence. Yeah, dude. You know, it was, and I was going to have my, so. So did you do it? So I went up and I asked the flight attendant if I could use the intercom for that. And she goes, huh, I'm going to have to talk to the captain. Oh, wow. Come on, bro. And I was like, (laughs) oh, okay. And then she, like, I think pretended to talk to the captain, although I watched her the whole time and I never saw them talk. And then she told me that she didn't think it, (laughs) she thought it was like a violation of, FAA standards or something and also she didn't want to put the woman in the awkward position of having to say no or or to feel that the the airline had somehow been complicit in making her uncomfortable right, right. about a dating situation take. which makes total sense totally and I was like all right that's totally fair but you know so much for romance like it would have been right a right. movie scene right and I've never been in, able to create a movie scene before so then after, as the plane landed, we, we walked off and I actually asked the girl out. She said yes. She gave me her number. And then we went out on a date where we were going to have drinks. And I had a spot before. Did you bring her? Dude, I I told her I had this. And she was like, well, can I come? And I was like, okay, I guess. I guess. And she came and it was a bar show. And it was a really bad bar show. Mm-hmm. And there was a woman in the back who was heckling and mm. I went after the woman mm. and then that woman's boyfriend after my spot came up to me and was very angry with me and it was a contentious moment oh god but this poor woman from the plane had to witness oh god and I was like by the way just so you know that doesn't happen very often in comedy <laughs> like what you just saw is 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 the worst was case she scenario it? she was not phased by it we went on to like two or three bars, kissed each other goodnight, and then never saw each other. <laughs> That's nice still. It's fine. It's just one of those things. But dude, it's impressive, man. It's tough. Like I've never even attempted that. Like that's 
And that, that sounds like such a difficult thing to pull off because timing's important. Like yeah. That. And I know you weren't sitting next to her. Right. But typically on a flight, you'll be sitting next to the person that you do that to. So right. at what point do you ask them out? If you ask them at the beginning and then you have to sit with them for four hours after that, that's weird. Like the yeah. plane thing's a hard, it's a hard thing. That is so true. You know, how do you time it out? Dude, I have two very funny plane stories. They're not as good as that because you like, it involved you, but like these are pretty funny still. That wasn't even a, I wouldn't say that was a good plane story. It I would say it was. You, it did work out. I got shot down by the, the fucking FAA. I know, but it's, it's impressive that you tried. In a ru- you must have been watching a bunch of rom coms. I think that's that what too. it was. I, I it's was the most feel- rom-com I was feeling shit very, of all time. very hitch, hitchy, you know? Yeah. Or yeah. The, whatever the Christmas movie is. <laughs> yeah, I love Actually. Ever- yeah, Love Actually. Um, so, dude, I know this this uh, family, there's three, three kids, and mm. they're all like in their 20s, all great guys. So, anyway, I go over to play like this. One, they have a tennis court at their house. Okay. So, I go over to their house to play tennis with the older brother, and I see the younger brother who's like 22. And I was like, dude, what's up? And he's this kid's like, he's the best guy. He's a great guy. And he's like, dude, he goes, you know, I know this is like a weird thing to say, like off the bat, but like the craziest thing happened to me the other day, man. I'm like, what happened? He goes, I had sex in the plane bathroom with the girl who's sitting next to you. Oh my God. And I was like, are you serious? He goes, yeah, dude. And then this is amazing. He goes, I even told my dad. <laughs> and dude, as, as he says that, we see his dad walking like 200 yards away or something like in the yard. He just goes, going on champ <laughs> his dad was just so proud of his boy just fucking getting laid on the oh, plane oh man but i've never it's the only time i've ever heard of something like that i have yeah i if feel like i've has read a mile high club stories please tell them to yeah us. for sure I, I think i've read about it in fucking glam you know gq or it, it was usually a, a fictionalized piece Right, that right. is a fantasy Rarely. for a lot of people. Dude, totally. I haven't watched it yet, but apparently the the new show on HBO, The Flight Attendant, with Kelly Kaylee Cuoco, Quick Quick <laughs> from Big Bang Theory, ah, the lead girl from that. Okay, so apparently it's pretty good. I haven't. And I think it. that I think something like that happens Love in the it. show early on, Love first it. episode. I I don't know the deal, but I don't I don't understand how that happens. I know. I know. It's it's pretty impressive. And I also think that if you're in a relationship and you do it, you're just doing it to do it. It's not as exciting as picking up as as like first degree mild high club as you pick the person up on the flight. That's crazy to me. It's crazy. The odds of the universe placing two people together who are that risk embracing, who uh-huh. are that uh sexual, who are that into each who other. Who are that into each other are very slim. Dude, it's like it's like a blood moon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it only happens once, like yes. every twenty years or something. Yes, it is it's exactly. Crazy. It's that's it's crazy, wild. dude. I had another. So I have one other good one. This yep. isn't as exciting, but this is like a coincidental thing. That was, <laughs> that was I caught the biggest W ever one day. Mm. I was in L.A. I was flying back. I go out the night before to the Roosevelt Hotel, or on the roof, or whatever. I bump into this girl who I had a huge crush on, always. Like. You used to have this huge crush on her in college. We went on a couple. We went on a couple times. We like kissed once, but that was it. No big deal. But anyway, I bump into her, and she's like, "What are you up to?" We're like, "Oh my god, good to see you." Whatever, whatever. Um, she's like, "When are you going back to New York?" I'm like, "Tomorrow." She's like, "Oh my god, me too." She's like, "When's your flight?" And I was like, "It's early, like eight. And she's like, "Oh, mine's later. Like you should switch to mine." I was like, "Ah, oh, whatever." So that's it. She's gone forever. Next day, I get to the airport. I'm sitting on the plane. And literally, I'm in the middle, and the guy next to me like opens Tupperware, and he's eating some fish, and it was like 
fucking gross. Uh And I just hear, uh, if anyone would like to get off the plane for a thousand dollars, I just get up immediately and sprint to the front. (laughs) I get the thousand bucks. It's like, it's in Amex gift cards, but that's as good as money. Yeah. I swear to God on the next flight, I sit down and who's sitting next to me is the girl. No way. So not only did I get a thousand dollars, I didn't have to sit next to the gross guy and I'm Mm. sitting next to this girl who I had a huge crush on for the entire flight. That's, that's providential. And nothing happened, but still it was awesome. Mm -hmm. It felt like a huge W. That is a big W. Good one for the team. That is a big W. It's surprising that they're giving out Amex gift cards. What, what airline? Delta. Yeah. So you could pick it to do airline credit or Amex gift cards or like there's a couple different options, but Mm -hmm. I... It's essentially like having cash. Right. And it's actually a nice kind of cash because you can't even save it if you want it. It's like having gift cards. It's literally (laughs) gift cards. So it's like you have to just buy stupid shit with it. Right. Right. Um, I have to talk to you about an experience I had that uh, that was really interesting. Um, So I went out to... So my girlfriend's father passed away a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. And... She keeps in touch with his best friend. Cool. Uh, and that guy is kind of a de facto godfather to her. Mm-hmm. And it's great. And every year on the anniversary of her father's passing, the two of them go out to dinner. Very nice. And this year, she asked me to come along because she wanted me to meet him. And I was like, great. She's told me stories about this guy. He is a ve- like an old-fashioned character. Um, very Italian from New Jersey, the sort of person who you might assume has mob ties. <laughs> he runs like three different businesses. <laughs> he owns horse racing horses. He owns stretch limos, mm-hmm. a couple, not a lot, but a few. And then he also does some kind of like real estate or construction thing, whatever. Mm-hmm. Just exactly what you picture, <laughs> right? He wears a, a a loose tie and a coat everywhere he goes. And he picks us up on Monday night in a stretch limo. <laughs> he's in it. He's the only guy in it. That's great. When was the last time you were in a limo? Dude, it's a, it's a very funny point because I know a guy who bought one because he goes, dude, you can get a limo for nothing these days. And I just pay Brad to drive it. Brad's like, hey. So like, <laughs> yeah, that was the last time. That's exactly. Dude, <laughs> the, do you recall? For how many years of your life you thought a stretch limo was the height of luxury? Until I was vote- a voting age. Like, literally until, like... After prom. Yeah. Like, until well into the 2000s. Dude. Mid-early 2000s. Going to prom in a stretch limo with nine other people to try to break the cost of it down to a reasonable number... That was the mecca. Was, a, was a something that was like, we would pack people in. Oh, yeah. And everyone was so excited. And you'd look around. Someone would try to figure out how to turn the music on. Everyone would open up all the compartments. Yeah, see if there was stuff in there. And someone's dad put sodas in there. Oh, man, Nick's dad's the best. Oh, yeah. Somebody has a Gatorade bottle of vodka. Every girl's hair is all curled up in all kinds of funky bunion cords. What is up with that? What is up with that hairdo? What's up with those slinky haircuts they had? The prom prom. hairdo, man. Yeah, it was always. The only time you see that. Really, you could just. You know, yeah, <laughs> jump around on those box spring haircuts. Anyway, so uh, we're in a we're in a stretch limo, and and I'm like, you know what? This is still kind of sick. It's absolutely still it's sick. still kind of sick. This car is so long. It's sick. It's a car. What? And and you're in a limo, and I'll tell you, it changes the way that you see New York City. 
because we were driving around going up to the restaurant and this guy doesn't come into New York very often. So he was just saying kind of like, eh, we'll go up to this area and then we'll swing over to the restaurant, see if they're any good. We took a very circuitous roundabout route and I was looking up at the skyscrapers, looking at the Christmas lights, you know, along Fifth Avenue. You're feeling like Macaulay Culkin? You, yeah, you're, you're getting close to Rockefeller Center, <laughs> and you know that the skating rink is over there. This, this sounds wonderful. You're looking out the window. It's, it's, it's empty. New York City's empty, which is really unusual. And it was festive and fun, and it kind of reminded me how much I love living in this place. Totally, totally. So uh, I didn't really necessarily want to get out of the limo yeah and we were you know having some <laughs> this guy this this guy dr- drinks the only thing he drinks is remy martin cavassi Kava- no, cognac it's cognac, it's yeah. cognac yeah um and so he gives us some in like a plastic cup and it's it's room temperature neat cognac i'm like oh delicious yeah, yeah um so we end up going to dinner now we're at dinner and uh this guy everything about him is out of a tv show the way he the way he orders food (laughs) what does he do he he doesn't say may i have this he goes make me a and then names an (laughs) item on the menu make me a pizza with uh make me that pizza Make that me is, it, he, does he say how? Why don't you make me? Or he literally says make me. He says make me. That's insane. but it's not rude coming sure, from I'm him. Sure. It's, it's it, just it, it it fits. And not only that, you can tell watching the waiters that they've encountered characters like him before, and that if I had said it that way, they would have been pissed. But from him, it's totally fine. Absolutely, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, make me one of those. Um, he make make me another one of those. He kind of orders just like on the fly right. at, at random parts throughout the meal at one point like 75 percent of the way through the dinner he ordered another pizza to bring out to the driver of the limo oh, that's nice and then they bring out the pizza in a box he calls the driver in the limo and he goes yeah i got a pizza come in here and get it <laughs> the guy comes in he hands him the pizza and the guy's like ah oh, thanks so much he's like all right get out of here <laughs> he said that to him he's like get out yeah, of here that's funny any yeah. of those words coming from me i'm a fucking one right. of the worst people on earth. Right. But from him, it was it was like oddly... If you, and even if you saw the script of him saying it, you'd be like, this guy says this, yes. but then when you see him do it, you're like, oh, okay. I yeah, it. it all fit. That's very funny. Now, so I, I really like this guy. Yeah. But here's the thing. Somehow we start getting into, you know, his... his first of all, his stance on COVID, but more importantly, his familiarity with it. Mm. It was as if he was like five months behind. <laughs> In what capacity? Like he was, he was overly scared, or he was like not scared enough. I think he no. It's more like the the way the the protocol. Because think about this: we take it for granted because we've we've come a long way with it. Right. We take a, it for granted a lot of stuff that isn't normal. If you've been a living under a rock for six months, right? So first of all, New York City restaurants closing at ten p.m. Right. We just get that. We yeah. know there's a time limit. It's not the restaurant's fault. He was. Like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> We're not leaving. I'm like, oh no, it's uh, it's not really up to us. He's like, oh, he's yeah? like, no, we're not done. Okay. I'm like, okay. all, right. all right, okay, you know. Right, so, so that's the first thing. <laughs> the second thing is, he gets out of the limo. He doesn't have a mask, and I'm like, oh, you're probably gonna need a mask to go into the restaurant. He's like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll find one. So he takes he's- a 
a napkin, a paper napkin out of his briefcase. And he just covers and it. And holds it over his mouth. And then he gets in and he's like, yeah, you guys got any extra masks? And they're like, <laughs> we do. And I'm like, that worked? <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> so. Dude, those kind of guys are stressful to like go around town with, though. Because they're always just starting problems everywhere. Yes, <laughs> yes. Stressful. But but he has an authority about right. him. He's making it work. That all of a sudden these requests don't seem that weird. Yeah. And so he, you know, he gets his mask. And then we, you know, there's a little hand sanitizer squirter. We're walking in. Obviously, my girlfriend and I immediately just automatically put our hands under it and do that up. And he doesn't. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, you know, yeah. and, and there, there are all these things. And he, I, I think he takes his mask off before we get to the table. We all know you wear your mask to the table and then you take it off. Right. So these are, there's just a lot of rules that we've learned. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And he seemed to, have he doesn't know them. That's really and funny. seeing the world through his eyes made me realize, oh yeah, this stuff isn't normal. We've already right. become accustomed to it. Right. But it's not normal. Like this guy was living in 2018 still. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy dude. So anyway, then he gets into his belief of, you know, he starts throwing some conspiracy theories out mm, hate to and say he it. thinks that, yeah, you do. <laughs> and, and that was a little tough, but, but here's my question. Mm. When you're at a meal with somebody, uh, an older person who, who matters, right? And they start saying stuff that's wrong. That is very much at odds with like your ideology, Mm -hmm. whether it's your political leanings or your belief about social issues, Black Lives Matter or or women's rights or global warming, anything, whatever it is. What do you do? So, okay, that's a good question. I find myself in these kind of situations more often, I think, than most people potentially, where like someone's taking me out and I need to kind of like be deferential to them and like respectful of even if they're saying things that I completely disagree with or to the point where they're so, I disagree so much that I don't even think what they're saying deserves the forum of discussion. Right. Which is, that's the hardest place to be in. If someone just disagrees with me, that's fine. I can, I can discuss and not get heated about it and be like, okay, like I hear you. I think this discuss mm-hmm. respect all good. But if someone's like, yeah, the fucking aliens or whatever, like kind of crazy shit, I'm sure that guy wasn't saying that specifically, but I kind of will just go, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. Now, do you feel guilty doing that? No, I don't give a fuck. You don't think we have some kind of social responsibility to to offer even a gentle pushback? I I think that in general, yes, but I find it to be not worth it. If someone's taking me out for the night, treating me really well, they're important to other people that are around me, et cetera, et cetera. Or maybe they were great and have some redeeming qualities. But I think that there's a way to be like... I don't know about that. I mean, I guess maybe, but I don't know. You know what I mean? So so this is what I found myself doing. And my girlfriend started doing it too. Because he would ask us questions. Mm-hmm. And it, we didn't have a choice. So what? So, so he would say like, you know, the, the virus was cooked up in a lab in China. And they are doing this to, to wreck our country. So like, wonder what I would say to that? I'd say, yeah, I have actually, I've heard like something about, I've heard stuff about like maybe coming from a lab, but they didn't do that. To, they didn't do it on purpose. Okay. You think they, did it? Ah, they didn't do it on purpose. That, I could see that backfiring. Because then you're almost like, if that's a firm belief of his, you are dismissing it out of hand. Do you, do you, is that how you feel? 
I, feel I like... don't because you have a, a charming smile. Because <laughs> your dimples <laughs> light up when you do it. Uh, I just be, I you know, I'd maybe be like, well, but why would they do that to their own people like that? And he'd go, hey, you don't think they do that to their own people? And I'd be like, yeah, maybe. Like, I feel like you can kind of go back and forth until you both laugh, and then it's just, like, over. Okay. Without having uh, to be like, you're right. That's... The Chinese did this to us on purpose. No, and I don't think that's what I would do. No, of course not. But, yeah, yeah. but here's what I found myself doing. What? I would say this. <laughs> I think some people would say... Okay. And then I put it forward. That's pretty good. Or I think this person would say, or I think what I've heard... Yeah, you, you, you deflect it away from yourself. Yeah, that's so you good. put the information out there, but you're not saying I fundamentally stand at odds with you on this. Right, right, right. And I think that a lot, oftentimes the kind of person you're describing, he like doesn't like the way that you'd feel like for me personally, if I started going back and forth with somebody like that, like that affects me. I'm like, yeah. oh, my God, this is stressful. But that kind of guy doesn't care. No, he doesn't. He does. He can like he almost will respect you more if you like. Maybe so. Type of thing. Potentially. And I, I think you handled it well. I think yeah. the way you said it, it was good. But I think that, you know, being at odds with him, and even though you were very cautious and made sure to kind of do it from a third party to kind of, you know, so you didn't have to be the one saying it to be at odds with him, like you said. Right. That, that's a still a fair way to kind of, like, disagree. Yeah. I think it's good. I, I, think, I think so, too. And, you know, the, the bottom line is this. You're not going to change his mind. You're not even going to move him. You're not moving the needle on that guy. Right. He has made up his mind on every issue that he cares about. That guy went rogue many years ago. Yeah. And <laughs> guys, we lost that guy. This is the first time I'm sure he thought, you know, Obama wasn't born in America. He's bought into every, <laughs> every like every conspiracy thing. thing. And, uh, you know, I asked him flat out. I was like, were you, you know, were you a big Trump fan? And he was like, I loved him. Mm-hmm. I loved him. Mm-hmm. And it was such an odd thing to hear. Mm-hmm. Nobody has ever told me that outright Mm -hmm. like if you if you're every trump supporter i know is almost apologetic about it interesting um and i don't mean to get political but but it's just like that's the circle we run in it's it's unusual to hear somebody proudly say that yeah right yeah and i was i I was like okay cool i you know look here's the thing um as i said you're not going to move the needle on that guy but Mm -hmm. jim jeffries makes a great point which in in his most recent stand-up special where he says, like, you know, young people get so worked up about people that have these opinions, about the whatever. They're on their way out. We just need to wait for them all to die. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's fucked up, but it's, there's a truth to it. I find that young people tend to be more moderate. Than our parents. So that that is true. And I've always thought and agreed with that. And I've watched. There's something about getting older that almost makes you like stupider in some ways. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they say older and wiser. But do you know what I mean? Like as a child, you have this blank slate. You can learn. You can interpret things. You don't have like some weird agenda and, and angle already built in. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I've seen my friends who are very reasonable people become very unreasonable All right, people. Well, that's and it makes me worry. I, I don't mean to be discouraging. No, but it's true. But right? I think you're right. I think as overall, you know, some of the conspiracy kind of stuff is maybe on its way out. And it's like they prey on our parents' generation who don't know how to use social media and who don't know about fake news and all that stuff that we all know about. But I wonder if though they were always like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I get that it's different with the technology and the stuff. But I wonder, like you said, like, will the young people remain 
as progressive or will something change as they get older? Yeah. Will because, they get more cynical? Will they get this or that? Exactly. It's like, you know, you, you think I, I do, young people, everyone learns from their parents, right? So mm-hmm. people who are in their 60s had parents who were, who were racist because that was just normal. Mm-hmm. right so they they carried some of that maybe they weaned themselves away from it a little bit but they still carry that mm-hmm. whereas young people now should have the they're taught at a young age it's taught that being racist is bad mm-hmm. right like i learned and i've said this before i learned in sixth grade that blackface was totally unacceptable mm-hmm. right i wouldn't have known that if i were raised 30 years ago, I wouldn't have been taught in sixth grade that blackface wasn't something you should do right. on There on was Halloween TV shows as like, they did it. Yeah, as a, as a costume to be my favorite NBA player or something right. like that. Right. Right. You know, and I could have made that mistake. Mm-hmm. And maybe there'd be a picture out, out there to me today. Look at fucking Justin Trudeau, man. I know. He really... Everyone dragged him across the coals for that. And it's like, well, do, do we really think Justin Trudeau is racist? The right. prime minister of Canada? Right, right. You know, and, this and young, in, intelligent man. It's hard. It's hard with that kind of stuff. The same way as with comedy specials. Like, things don't always age well because yeah. it's a different time. Right. And, you know, it's, a, it's an argument that's, that's been kind of discussed already. But the idea of, like, it's, it's dangerous to start taking stuff out of context yeah. like that. So my he point was, is... He was obviously wrong and insensitive to have been doing that, looking back. Yes. But it was different maybe then. I don't know. Whatever. I'm not, I'm not defending him. My point is, Justin Trudeau learned with the times of course that that is absolutely unacceptable right right. but his father might never have been given that lesson Mm -hmm. right so young people you know now we're in the next generation below justin trudeau we've known from a younger age wasn't his father prime minister too he was so he should hopefully have known that fine but i get what you're saying a different time yeah Different different time And just in in light of that, if your dad's the prime minister, you probably know that you shouldn't do that. (laughs) Smart family. You should know better. Yeah. Um, But but yes. My point being, like, hopefully, and we'll get to a point where we get that, we hit that kind of cutoff where young people are just a little bit more, but what you said is that they, they still slide. They start to slide into their... Who knows? Yeah, it's really hard to... Corners of... Of, of devout mindsets but who knows yeah but dude that uh that is a funny the idea of like the guy who can pull off being a certain way when, while other people's can't while other people can't like i know some older people who make jokes about stuff like that like a dinner dinner jokes yeah one of them being for example the wine comes right and they let him taste the wine and he smells it and he makes a disgusted face <laughs> and he goes oh and then he sips it and he goes uh, it's very good. It's very good. <laughs> Which is a great joke great for an joke. older guy. But like if you try or I tried to do that, I don't think it would come off as no funny. Another thing he does, like he'll order a bottle of water. You can tell this guy spends a lot of time at like lunch and dinners. So he'll order like a bottle of water and he'll only drink half. And he goes, so we didn't drink all the bottles. Can you from the bill? <laughs> like, can you subtract from the bill? <laughs> like, he's obviously kidding. But like you or I trying to do that, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't hit the same. I have to tell you. All the jokes my dad made growing up that made me so angry because they were so stupid and embarrassed me, I'm really starting to like them. (laughs) 
I'm starting to do them See? myself. You just become your parents, dude. Dude, it's wild. dad jokes are funny to do. They are it's very funny. funny to tell jokes when you have no intention of being funny. There's something weird about it. And the question is, do the dads know that? I think they do. Or is this the next level of the dad joke knowing? I think they're just being they annoying. Just right. I think they're just being annoying. That's how they get attention. And there's the it's it's funny to them and that's it. <laughs> and I used to get so mad about it and now I see it and I I don't laugh at my dad, but I weirdly catch myself making stupid jokes as you've literally proven in this episode and it's fun <laughs> i can't make a turkey out of this club, huh? <laughs> <laughs> all right Dude, everybody so before we finish okay. i have yeah. one more thing we got a dm that was really awesome and mm. it's a great gift idea if any guys out there are struggling to find a gift for their girlfriend so he laid down a couple of specifics about it and one of them is that it works better if you don't live together yada yada you'll see why but this is what this guy did his name's danny and i thought this was brilliant he took a picture of his girlfriend's like makeup stuff, mm -hmm. just like whatever product she used, took a picture of it, went to the store and bought it all and put it in his apartment. So that when she came over, she'd have all her oh stuff. Oh my God. It's fucking brilliant, right? That is really good. So shout out Danny. That's a really solid one. Yeah. That uh, works with hair products, all that stuff. All of it. Yeah. So if you guys have cool gift ideas, good stories, whatever the fuck you want to say to us, please uh, hit us up at Oops the Podcast on Instagram, Oops the Podcast at gmail.com. Um, what else? What else? Follow our YouTube channel. Subscribe. It's a fun way to check it out. We're very animated in our telling of the podcast. Yes, that uh, as well as check out Francis Alternate Side Parking. Oh, baby. Yeah, it's, it's just getting better and better. It's, it's getting fun. Dude, it's turning into like a sitcom. There's like <laughs> recurring fucking characters. Oh, we saw what happened to Andrew Schultz. He took an Instagram segment. Now it's a dude, Netflix show. I know. Don't see why that can't happen with me. Totally, man. Come on, baby. Alternate side parking. Uh, By the way, did you see the way that he announced that on his Instagram? Yeah, it was sick. He was like, turn your phone real quick. And then it was the Netflix chime. Dude, I got the chills. And I got the chills. I, I the really chills. did. I was like, was oh sick. my God. That was, was so cool. Congratulations to Andrew Schultz. Very, very deserved. He's a trailblazer, a, a brilliant talent. Uh, and, and I think we all are kind of in awe of him yes, a little agreed. bit. So. Agreed. Um, awesome guys. Thanks for, thanks for listening. We'll see you soon. Thank you.